You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity for the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Ryan Lentz. Our show brings you stories and perspectives that promote the social mission of the Catholic Church. We talk about themes of Catholic social teaching and various issues of life, justice, and peace that are impacting our communities here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and beyond. And we're here on WNDZ 750 AM radio from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock on the first Wednesday of the month, and also online at radiotv.archchicago.org. Also want to let you know that you can find our show wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you just type in Catholic Chicago, you can find our show there as well as other uh, programs that air regularly on this program. Now, I do want to say that uh, this is a program that we are airing on the morning of uh, April the 1st, but we are pre-recording this program on the afternoon of Tuesday, March 31st. just want to share that because in light of everything that has been uh, transpiring uh, in our community and around the world uh, with COVID-19, we know that, move, that news tends to move very quickly and situations can change from day to day. Um, I certainly hope that wherever you're listening and however you're listening, that you and your loved ones are, are safe and healthy uh, you're certainly in my prayers. So given uh, just this extraordinary situation that we're in right now with uh, with COVID-19 and, and shelter in place, we're, we're seeing our local church uh, adapting in some really uh, creative ways. And one of the things that we wanted to start the show off with uh, this morning was uh, sharing a little bit about a great um, outreach initiative that um, started with Saints Joseph and Francis Xavier up in Wilmette. And our guest, our first guest this morning um, is Noreen Russo. Good morning, Noreen. Good morning, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, of course. Thanks for being with us. So I know that some of our listeners may uh, know your voice and know your name uh, because you work with Catholic Charities, correct? Yes. Yeah. So yes. Could, you, could you tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are in case um, they, they're hearing you for the first time? Sure. Uh Again, I'm Noreen Russo, and I am the manager of the Junior Board at Catholic Charities, which is um, a board made up of young professionals. And the mission of the Junior Board is to connect those young professionals through faith, social, and volunteer opportunities to the mission of Catholic Charities. Um, And I've also been with Catholic Charities for 13 years. and have had many different experiences, um, as well as at one point I was the director of their homelessness prevention call center. Gotcha. 
Great. Well, um, obviously, Catholic Charities um, always provide such vital uh, services to our community, regardless of the time of, of year and the, you know, the circumstances. But certainly, given what we're facing right now, um, Catholic Charities continues to provide just such a, an important lifeline uh, for so many individuals and families. So first off, thank you for all the work that you and your colleagues do um, to, uh, to provide uh, people with, uh, with the resources that they need. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So part of the part of the reason I wanted to invite you on, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what Catholic Char- Charities is doing in our next segment. But um, I mentioned Saints Joseph and Francis Xavier. You grew up in Wilmette, correct? I did. Um, I grew up a long time ago, but um, yes, I grew up in Wilmette and uh, have stayed connected. Yeah, and I, I, I know another connection is uh, is Father Wayne Watts, who's the uh, the pastor up there. I know that you've crossed paths with him in a couple different ways, not only with through Catholic Charities, but also through your experience of being in Wilmette too, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, we have been fast friends ever since he uh, stepped foot in Wilmette um, back when I was a little little kid. I think I was in fourth grade. Um, we, my family was in a situation where we needed a priest as quickly as possible, and uh, Father Wayne was there to the rescue and has been with us ever since. So um, now we work on many, many projects together and often say um, that it's teamwork. Absolutely. Well, so um, I, I invited you on because I had the privilege of, of having a number of conversations with with Father Wayne over the past week and a half and learning about how his uh, faith community has responded in light of um, everything that has transpired with COVID-19, with shelter in place, with social distancing. Um, and I know that you've been really involved with that initiative as well, which is basically reaching out to uh, to individuals and, and, and couples and, and people who are um, who are elderly, those who might be immunocompromised or might be isolated in any way. Um, so mm-hmm. can you tell uh, us a little bit about um, kind of how you came to get involved uh, with that initiative? Sure. So I have to admit, um, at first, when there was the possibility and the surfacing of this shelter in place, I was initially uh, a little selfish and, you know, freaking out, what am I going to do? Um, but then it occurred to me, um, and and Father Wayne at the same time, that this was an opportunity um, that we could connect and engage with people um, on a different level. So actually, um, it was quite interesting. Father Wayne called me one morning with this um, thought, like, how can we contact all the people in our parish um, who might be vulnerable or isolated, as you said, um, and I was actually having the exact same thought about, um, you know, not only his parishioners, but, you know, the Catholic Charities clients and all the people that I know who, um, you know, might be feeling lonely or scared or in need of uh, essential stuff. So uh, he reached out um, and... We involved um, Kate Vallis, who is a high school student at Loyola Academy. Um, so we kind of formed a little team um, 
to plan how we could come up with a system to reach out to these people. Kate had reached out to me earlier um, about a month ago with some suggestions she had or things she wanted to do uh, to be involved with Catholic Charity. So she was the perfect person to uh, jump right in and be on our team uh, to develop this system to call and check in on parishioners. Well, and and Saints Joseph and Francis Xavier is not a small community. I mean, how many people are we talking about in terms of like you know this this outreach? So the initial list of um, we had a initial list of over a thousand people um, that were sorted by their age, mm-hmm. um, and we had a small group of people who had. Um, you know, reached out and said they wanted to help in any way they could. Um, they had been contacting Father Wayne, and I had just been collecting their information at this point um, as we were coming up with the plan. Um, but, yeah, the, it's a huge community, uh, and, yeah, there was a, a lot of people to call. So Yeah, but it sounds like this, uh, this community really mobilized quickly. I, I, I heard Father Wayne say that close to 1,000 calls got made within 72 hours of this uh, initiative getting off the ground. Is that right? Exactly. So um, people were so enthusiastic and willing to make the calls. Um, I think because, and or I know because, um, not only do people want to help in times of need, but I think it was something for people to do yeah, um, yeah. as we're all sitting in our homes, um, you know, with um, lack of being able to go out. Uh, this was something that they could participate in without having to actually leave their houses. Um, so word caught on. People wanted to get involved, uh, and it was amazing how awesome people were and how fast things got done um, and the beautiful responses that we received of profound gratitude from uh, the people who were called. So Yeah, I, I have to imagine that that was probably pretty overwhelming. I mean, I just think about any time in my life, you know, even in, under normal circumstances, if someone just kind of calls me out of the blue and just says, hey, I just wanted to see how you're doing, like how that uh, how that feels. And I, just to have to have a whole community mobilizing to make calls like that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I just think of the incredible opportunity we have in a situation like this where, you know, it can it can feel like kind of the worst of times, but in, in many ways can be an invitation for us to, to be our very best because, you know, we are social creatures. We're called to be in right relationship. We're called to be in community. And, and how often does the busyness of life kind of get in the way of making those real human connections? And what a gift yeah. we have, an opportunity to, to do that in, in a new way and maybe to forge new relationships that, that hadn't been possible or hadn't been a priority before, yeah? Exactly, exactly. And um, I think one of the things that we've learned from this whole experience is um, – that this simple phone call is so meaningful and that it's really creating and building relationships within the community that may never have happened before. I mean, a bunch of young high school kids calling um, vulnerable slash just adults uh, and having that 
conversation, whether it just be, you know, a one to two minute call or uh, a call that's lasting, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. But, um, you know, there's this conversation that never might have happened before. Um, and I think we seized on that and, and saw how much light it was bringing into not only these young folks, but um, the people that were receiving the calls. And, and we, you know, told, we continued it by telling these young people, keep the relationship make sure you're calling them, you know, once a week and checking in or just having a, a general conversation, praying with them, um, you know, building the relationship even more because as as we say, that's what it's all about, the relationships. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm imagining that a number of people are, are listening and thinking, gosh, what would it look like for our parish to do this? Like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it sounds like you have a lot of people who are willing to step up and, and to contribute their, their time and energy for this. If, if there are people listening who might want to try to start up something similar in their own community, what, just based on your own experience of this, what would you, what might be a couple words of wisdom that you would share? Yeah. So some words of wisdom, um, I think, you know, letting people know that there's the opportunity is first and foremost, um, because people want to help and people um, are generous and people have, um, you know, a need to be connecting as well. So letting them know about the opportunity first and foremost, um, and then um building that team of people who is going to reach out to people. Um, we did this by setting up weekly check-in meetings so that people can voice, you know, questions they've had um, or, you know, opinions about how things are going. Um, so also building the team that you have volunteering. Uh, of course, it's also very important that um, there's someone in the community that can create um, a way that people can um, get the information of the vulnerable population. We chose to use uh, Google Docs and allowed all the volunteers to be able to access that and just assign them to certain people that became their um, little community of people that they would call. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think most importantly is getting the word out um, that there are opportunities as we shelter in place to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's an incredible uh, success story and, and one that I hope will continue to, to go. And it'll be interesting to keep in touch with you all and just see how those what happens with some of those relationships that get formed. Uh, as you said, you know, that it's not just a one off type of uh, communication, but it's mm-hmm. hopefully an opportunity to build some relationships that will hopefully ultimately leave our, your community stronger as a result of, of this. So, yeah. 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 Well, exactly. we're, uh, we're we're heading to our first break now. So, uh, Noreen, are you able to stay on with us? Yes, okay. of course. Please stay with us. I heard mercy come. 
Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 Census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating, and may God bless you and your families. Catholic Charities needs your help. Amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to serve those least able to navigate these extraordinary circumstances, the poor, the homeless, the elderly, and those with no one to turn to. The needs in our community will only grow in the coming weeks and months, but so will the resolve and generosity of countless individuals across our region. With your help, Catholic Charities will be there for those impacted with the food, financial assistance, and other support they need to recover and rise. Please visit catholiccharities.net and give what you can. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity for the Archdiocese of Chicago. This is Ryan Lentz. been speaking with Noreen Russo, the manager of the Catholic Charities Junior Board, and I'm also very happy to welcome Andrew McKernan, the Volunteer Relations Project Manager for Catholic Charities. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having well. me on, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, are you, how are you doing uh, today? I'm doing well. I think uh, just about as anyone can be. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were just uh, in our first segment talking with Noreen about a wonderful um, aspect of, of virtual accompaniment that is happening um, with one of our parishes up in Wilmette, St. Joseph and Francis Xavier. Um, but obviously the connection that the two of you have is through Catholic Charities. And um, I know that Catholic Charities continues to operate just absolutely critical um, services uh, during this time of shelter in place. And I thought it might be helpful uh, to just hear from both of you a little bit about, um, you know, what are the things that are con continuing to happen and what are ways that people can can support Catholic Charities during this time, either through financial donations or through volunteering or, or other efforts? What, uh, how can we get folks involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I am in volunteer relations, so I always stress, you know, uh, volunteering. But financially, that's always an easy way to contribute to the cause. Um, 
But for volunteer opportunities, we're really focusing on just, you know, food security. So as of now, we're making a large push to just get additional help in most of our food pantries. Um, I think everyone's, you know, well aware of the unemployment issues we're currently having with the economy. Um, so with that, we know that uh, our client base is going to increase in all of our food pantries. So uh, just the last two weeks, we've made a big push to just get additional volunteers in there to help up with the increased workload. Yeah. And if people are interested in um, in volunteering, I guess one thing is just to, you know, just to make clear that, you know, when we talk about shelter in place, um, volunteering to, to support Catholic charities would be considered an essential activity, correct? So p- if people are concerned about going out and, and doing um, that type of work, um, that is, you know, they're not going to run into any trouble with that, correct? Yeah, absolutely none. We actually have, uh, we've created just like a volunteer letter too, if anyone is worried about that being questioned on being out. Um, we have a letter we send out to volunteers traveling just to let them know that, you know, this is within the rules. Um, it's much appreciated and it's important. Yeah. And um, in terms of additional kind of safety measures that you might be doing, I can imagine there might be some people listening who are inclined to help in any way they can, but want to make sure that, that you know, they're, they're able to be safe. And if they're, you know, self-quarantining, that if they go out and do something to support the community and come back, you know, just how, how that goes. So what are some additional things that you're doing at your sites to just ensure that folks stay safe? Yeah, so so we're trying to adhere, well, we are adhering to all of the CDC guidelines. So, you know, we have uh, increased sterilization of all workplaces. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing the, the six-foot rule in between all volunteers, uh, you know, providing them with gloves, masks, whenever available. Um, and we're actually implementing a screening tool before volunteers come in. Um, just highlighting most of the things I talked about, but, you know, if you've been traveling, if you're over 60, uh, just kind of guidelines to say, you know, hey, you might not be the best person to come in right now. We would, you know, rather have you stay home and be safe first. So we've imp- implemented a lot, um, and it's been working out really well so far. Great, great. And if folks uh, who are listening would like to uh, look at a volunteer opportunity, what's the best way to connect to that right now? Yeah, so right now um, it would probably be best just to go to the Catholic Charities website, so catholiccharities.net, um, and then there's just a drop-down tab of ways to get involved, and then just go to volunteer. So that's the best way to find all my contact information. Um, right now we're uploading the page just so we have all of the, the food pantry locations listed and correct contact information. Um, but if they visit that website before, my email address is you know, clearly displayed, and they can just email me actually with any questions, concerns. And do you want to share uh, your email address uh, while we're on the air together? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, my name's Andrew McKernan, so my email address is just A McKernan. So that's A M C. K-E-R-N-I-N at catholiccharities.net. Excellent, excellent. And I've noticed that on the Catholic Charities website, you know, you all have been very, very good about um, almost on a daily basis, uh, you know, as as the situation evolves and changes, you know, there is a, a very bright, you know, right now it's a blue box on your on your website that kind of shares the latest in terms of, you know, programs that have either been suspended or the nature of which have changed. Um, so, you know, it's always uh, just to kind of echo what you said, um, catholiccharities.net is a, a great place if you're looking for any updates regarding Catholic Charities. So just go there. They've been very good about about keeping that very current uh, and up to date with uh, whatever's going on with COVID-19. Um so, Noreen, I'm wondering, just to bring this back to you, um, I know that uh, the junior board obviously, you know, is um, a- active in a number of different initiatives. Um, how has the junior board kind of responded to what we're facing right now with uh, the new guidelines with COVID-19? So they have been awesome and um, really needed 
and essential um, because of obviously their age group and their ability um, to help at this moment. Uh, they've been food packing. They've been helping with um, our suppers. We've been doing hot meals to go, um, and the junior board has been jumping in and showing up. So we truly appreciate that. Um, and then, as Andrew mentioned earlier, um, you know, financially. Um, that's kind of the easiest way to give, and the junior board has um, come up with a couple different ways to support some of the programs that they generally work with um, through um, Amazon wish list and uh, different electronic opportunities for people to give right there and right then um, to actual programs. Uh, so I've been so, um, you know, over over the moon about uh, the response that I've received from the junior board and their willingness to actually um, physically come volunteer, but also figure out um, new ways that we can get in touch uh, with our programs. And I know, um, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about um, the need for food assistance, which will you know, that need will only continue to grow as time goes on um, and certainly as people, you know, get furloughed or laid off. Um, can either of you speak to um, other services that Catholic Charities is continuing to offer to the community as it's needed and maybe how some of those things have adjusted based on just the current realities that we have where in-person case management may not always be possible? Yeah, so... Um Exactly. In case uh, or in-person case management is not happening, but they are doing virtual um, case management. Um, basically, all of our programs have um, continued to operate. They've just changed how they're operating. Um, so our senior programs are still running. Um, our all our food places are. Still distributing. Um, I'm not sure, Andrew, if you wanted to add into that, but um, yeah, they're just coming up with different ways to uh, do the same job. Yeah, no, I think Noreen said it pretty well, but uh, just the flexibility Catholic Charities has shown uh, in order to still service all of our clients, despite everything that's going on, has just been pretty impressive, honestly. So um, yeah, like like Noreen said, we're still operating just, just a little differently. And uh, you know, will continue to change as, as needs change. And we should mention that if if anyone is listening who has any urgent needs, uh, please call the helpline at Catholic Charities. That number is 312-655-7700. And um, I'm guessing just in light of everything that's going on, do you have additional folks who are, are, are covering that, that helpline? Um, can, can people call that any time of day, day or night? Good question, Ryan. Um, actually, Yes, and we are currently uh, in the works of getting that call line to um, have even more people answering it um, and opening the opportunity up for volunteers to help us with the increase um, in demand for um, inquiries that are coming into Catholic Charities. So. Uh, that's another thing in the works. Um, as you know, things are changing. 
Um, and we are constantly trying to figure out how to, um, you know, step it up and get people involved and, and respond to our clients' need yeah. in a fast manner. Well, it's an enormous challenge. I mean, I think of just about the enormous infrastructure and, and work that you all need to do on a daily basis, but to, to kind of have to reinvent that wheel um, almost overnight and to adjust to, to the changing conditions and realities so quickly, it's, a, it's just a, an incredibly um, impressive job that, that your whole team is doing. So, so thank you again, Noreen. Thank you, Andrew, and, and to all your colleagues uh, for, for the work that they're doing uh, to provide these services. It's, it's a, an thank incredible you. job. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. We're at our uh, half-hour break, so please stay with us. We will continue with Fully Alive after a few messages.